I traveled the world for 10 years with Sami Zayn. All the places that you hear Sami Zayn brag about, I've been there too. And it was all to ultimately end up here though. But they called him first. Sami stole me and him getting here together. And at one point, I'll admit, thinking that this wasn't gonna happen for me. Everything I ever did out there was about getting me here. And it was the same with him. I think the honest to goodness truth is we were on the same path and he got married and had a kid. And I think that's when things really changed for us. He, all, he cared, uh, all he has to worry about is himself. I never thought that on a night like our evolution, when you finally arrived, and I finally arrived, that you would do that. It's moot now. Because at TakeOver, I'm gonna beat the hell out of you. I'm not wrestling one more match unless it's against Kevin Owens. I'll fight anyone and everyone, but I fight for a prize. That is the prize. That means more money. That means a better life. He was never gonna do it for non-title because that was his plan all along. He ruined more than a moment. He ruined a friendship, he ruined a lot of things, I don't know, but I just know I'm gonna hurt him. He hurt me and I'm gonna hurt him. You wanna see Sami Zayn kick Kevin Owens' ass? Kevin Owens is going to win the NXT Championship two months to the day after his debut. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with James Prophet and Josh. I noticed that you're wearing red and gold, which is the colors, as everybody knows, of Victoria Beer in Mexico. Josh Heiser is proud to partner with Victoria Beer, Mexico's number one most popular beer because it's got the best taste, the best flavor, and the best customers on the planet. Victoria Beer and Josh Heiser, the official beer of the Pull Apart Podcast. Buy some Victoria Beer today and sponsor Josh Heiser and Victoria Beer in their new joint venture. This is James Prophet. <laughs> that took me a second, but I got it. The Royal Rumble. That was like the most aggressive marketing, quote unquote, guerrilla marketing I've ever heard before. It's, Michael Cole screaming when Rey Mysterio came out. It seemed like a bit like I was like, are they going somewhere with this? Like, there's no way this this they just must have paid them so much money for them to interrupt yeah. the actual Royal Rumble for a beer spot mm-hmm. that. No, that we can't even buy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope that it leads to more like John Cena. You see those jorts there from Bugle Boy fans. Bugle Boy and John Cena have partnered together to present fans with a once in a lifetime opportunity to buy John Cena styled jorts. Yeah, it, it was crazy. They, they it was awesome. have the uh, Jack Lane Brock Lesnar shorts. They've got those already. So. Oh my god. That gosh. was always a joke in the UFC was he was sporting beef jerky, which is kind of <laughs> unfortunate with his medical history that he's had. Just loves all that meat, you know. You know, Jimmy John's was his sponsor, but given that I haven't watched That's the UFC in five years, okay. I, I have to add too. Do they make Brock Lesnar shorts that say Condom Depot on the back? Because that was like everybody's sponsor of the UFC. Um, I don't 
remember that, but I'm looking up Brock Lesnar shorts right now. Jimmy John's. Um, some some sort of agricultural sponsor next to a big demon skull thing. <laughs> That's what you want your yeah. Here's the Jack's links. I'm not crazy. Uh, Spencer's gifts. Awesome. Anything classy. Oh, is that Spencer's? I don't see any condom depot though. So. Okay. I mean, Spencer's gifts. If we're going to mall stores, maybe Hot Topic could like KO has like boxing shorts that he wears. Maybe KO could get like a Hot Topic sponsorship. Yeah, stunned the world. I, Hot I've Topic seen, and Kevin Owens. I've seen wrestling wrestling shirts at Hot Topic. Not sure. like constantly. Like I think they've been like a constant presence for I think since 2006. I think they've always had them. Like I'll pop in just to look at what wrestling shirts they have any at any given visit. The Bullet Club, that's where their like big break with shirts. Well, I mean, obviously pro wrestling tees, but I remember them freaking out when they got shirts and Hot Topic. Yeah. Anyway, um, also one thing I wondered back to the Rumble, like if Mysterio didn't have a spot yet. And they just created his Royal Rumble spot so they could do the beer. Like, that's a new level of weird, like, you know, literally buying spots in the Royal Rumble. I mean, Rey Mysterio's a, a classic. Obviously, you want him there, so it's it's fine. But, you know, you see, like, um, James Ellsworth there all of a sudden. <laughs> Sponsored by whatever condom <laughs> depot might uh, wonder how that got there. But we are not here to talk about the Royal Rumble, James. That's right. We're, We're here to talk about James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth and Carmella's feud. Oh, my six, goodness. Six part. No, we are back to an actual full-on, straight-up feud. I think the last one we did was Omega Okada, wasn't it, James? It was Hogan Andre, and that oh, was the that's only right. one that we did last year. I, I guess we ended right. Omega Okada at the beginning of the year. But yeah, that's nuts, right? I and mean, we did we did do wrestling stuff, just not feuds. Yeah, just not yeah, feuds. So, so we've got um, a doozy. It is the Kevin Owens... Versus Sami Zayn feud, um, the NXT slash WWE version. We're not going into the Ring of Honor stuff just yet. Um, possibly a bonus episode down the road. I will say right. though, James, we've got four. We've mapped it out four jam-packed episodes. I can't imagine adding Ring of Honor stuff. That'd just be a lot. It would be at least the fifth, maybe a sixth. One of the things about the Ring of Honor stuff, it was mostly matches. There, I mean, they had some big plot points in it. Um, actually, yeah, we'd probably need at least two for the Ring of Honor stuff. But for you, for our old school fan base who may not be as familiar with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, these are two of the more modern wrestlers. Um, Kevin Owens especially has been a uh, main event interloper for the last, I'd say, gosh, maybe five years. 
on WWE yeah. TV, uh, getting one of the main event matches in the Royal Rumble this past year, getting the title shot with Roman Reigns. Um, had a match with Roman Reigns at the previous pay-per-view as well. I think on the one before that as well, too. And Sami Zayn has been kind of like in the uh, upper mid-card mix that whole time as well. But they started out um, with history. One of the unique things about this feud is that WWE, and or in this case NXT, where we're starting with tonight's episode, NXT, uh, they acknowledged the history that happened before either of these guys got to WWE, which is kind of a unique thing. I can't recall that happening before this feud, Josh. Can you? No. And, um, yeah, it's, this was – sorry, I'm thinking of the timeline. This was before hmm, – hold on, hold on. Sorry. Was this before the pipe bomb? This was after the pipe this bomb. Pipe after. bomb was That's 2011. Right. This was this the kickoff of this was December of 2014. So that was, I mean, I was just thinking of that, you know, one other time where they mentioned Ring of Honor or like New Japan when he did that kind of nod to them. But yeah, generally they do not, they don't pretend that other companies exist. Um, so it was cool to see just kind of was that. I meant to ask you, so they, they show some footage, you know, of, of Zane and Owens, who previously were Kevin Steen and El Generico, right? That's their um, prior names. But was that Ring of Honor footage that they were showing, or was it, like, backyard wrestling, like, super obscure organization footage? It was um, at least some pictures. I can't remember. Did they use videos or just photos? I, I can't thought recall. I remembered footage but i could be wrong okay they actually this feud kind of trailblazed through and partnerships so we should probably break this down uh, as we get into it but yeah it trailblazed through ring of honor uh pwg had some el generico kevin steen matches uh sammy zane played el generico on the indies he was the generic luchador where he would just wrestle in a mask and essentially <laughs> anytime he would be asked to asked a question he would say si senor and that was the only thing he'd say pretty much and uh, it was like the most basic spanish he was the generic luchador and then kevin steen was uh similar to the kevin owens character just it was a little bit more vicious a little bit less comedic than he is in wwe uh probably a lot less comedic uh they used to chant kill steen kill during his matches and um for Sami Zayn, one of the chants he got as a face was the crowd would yell, Ole, 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 Ole. And that went back to his Ring of Honor entrance uh, when he was El Generico. That was the song, and the crowd would chant that, and they picked it right up uh, when he got to NXT. Now, in NXT, if you're not familiar with these guys, they took the mask off. And this is one of the kind of negativity things of internet wrestling fans, right? When he showed up with the mask off, there was immediately this backlash like, oh, they're going to ruin El Generico. Why did they take the mask off? And he's one of the best faces of all time without the mask on. Yeah. He just has I, great I, I can... underdog expressions, you know, where he has well, this like, can... Rocky Balboa fight in his face type thing going, you know? 
Yeah, and it, and I mean, it gives them such more like longevity. Like the El Generico thing, I think could have worked as like a like a gimmick fun thing, but it wouldn't have lasted too long, and it would have been over. And this is kind of like a like you said, it's an all time like Rocky underdog vibe going. I mean, if you watch some of these matches, the way the crowd just like loves him is it's pretty. Apparent. I mean, I guess that would have been there for El Generico, but it just would have been would have been different. So, well, like you said, Ring of Honor, it was mostly just the matches themselves. It's hard to have much character development when you're saying season you're on uh, all of your answers. So, right. I'm, Do you want me I'm to? I'm glad they took it off. Yeah. So we should, um, for people not familiar, we should probably clarify the reason we're doing this feud. And again. We did Hogan Andre, Omega Okada, which had the highest rated matches of all time, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, wrestling's Athor most critic. Uh, we've done Savage Steamboat, arguably the most celebrated WrestleMania match of all time. And we did Brett vs. Owen, one of the best and most celebrated feuds of all time. And we did Sean Taker, also arguably the most celebrated WrestleMania match of all time there. And again, a all-time feud main event at a wrestlemania before this these are two characters people might not be as familiar with so if you're not a wrestling fan of recent history you may not know what why we're doing this is this is one of the best feuds of all time it lasted if you go back to ring of honor because WWE kind of acknowledged it a little bit when they popped over. Um, it lasted probably like, what, five or six years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just kept reinventing it. Um, it was, it got kind of drug out by certain aspects, by uh, injuries here, or there, whatever. But they always came back to it. And it was always amazing because their chemistry together is, the way they play off each other, the chemistry um it's all great and the matches again you couldn't get by on a few that long without great matches the matches are fantastic yeah and I, I think too like as far as the podcast um itself it's two wrestlers that we both really really love you know um, yes personal favorites of ours so um and one thing i love about this feud just before we like obviously get real into it's just their friendship um it's kind of trying to think back obviously brett no and brothers but for the most part this is the first rivalry that we are covering where they were such good friends prior to their rivalry. am i am i right on that well kayfabe so, wise one of the great things about hogan andre was that they were friends for a long time okay yeah but one of the cool things about modern wrestling is that more than just being a show they'll take these real life aspects and they will integrate the real life into the fiction right so you have two guys like kevin owens and Sami Zayn. their backstory is that in real life they traveled the world together trying to make names for themselves in wrestling their backstory is that in real life Sami Zayn was in kevin owens's wedding in story they were tag team partners through a lot of this in story in ring of honor their tag team had a falling out when kevin owens sort of um just got fed up with 
losing again they were champions for a long time in ring of honor they lost a couple of matches kevin owens was kind of being sweet talk slash brainwashed by another uh, really good wrestler future new japan commentator future wwe trainer steve carino uh former ecw star steve carino he was in ring of honor kind of brainwashed kevin owens um owens turned against generico generico befriended colt cabana who was friends with both of them at the time and the feud kind of became cabana and generico versus uh steen kevin owens and steve carino and the ultimate end goal was to get to generico versus steen and that when they finally got there they went there a few different times because again the matches were so good even in ring of honor and to go to this feud, we're going to start. It goes from NXT to their WWE main roster debuts to then the WWE to the Intercontinental Championship and then to a point where essentially this feud has made such big names for both of them. They've risen above the mid-card title level and um, on a pay-per-view that featured the, I want to say, I think it was the final like a match that had had that uh the fan base had been waiting years on the shield triple threat the second biggest match on the card was probably that match on a card that had john cena aj styles it was owens versus zane in the final blow off to this feud just because it was such a big deal that year and the year before (laughs) awesome do you think um it loses any luster that it didn't ha- have, like the t- big, like the championship tied into it, like most of our other feuds. I actually think it gives it more. I think this feud showed that it doesn't need the title to be relevant, which a lot of feuds do have to lean on that when they don't, when it's something like. To give an example, like Bruno versus Larry, all-time feuds, Jake versus Savage. One of the things that made them great is it wasn't I'm coming for the title. It was just so personal. So yeah, that's my thought on it. But what about you? Yeah. No, I think I agree. I just I think I'm kind of meshing my overall thoughts on both of them with their feud. You know, wishing both of them had like these more established long term title reigns, um, just because I think you know they deserve them. <laughs> but um, I agree though that it, it kind of isn't necessary for this feud and it also would almost take away i mean the nxt championship is kind of like the stand-in for that um and you still get the like the as we'll talk about (laughs) owens wanting that more you know saying it's it's business um not personal so we still kind of get the the vibe of having a belt around but not having it be all about like main eventing mania with the championship and all that kind of stuff so yeah and that's the conclusion. Like we should, <laughs> we should clarify. We're going to start talking about it in just a sec. There are titles involved in this feud. Obviously, there's the uh, NXT title, uh, then later the Intercontinental title, and it just by the time it ends, it's like none of that's needed. And the twenty four seven title, right? <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't quite there yet. You got a whole episode on our truth coming at you. Dude, that Raw we went to, we might have to cut this, that Raw we went to last year where Truth and Brock had the in-ring segment. Do you remember that? Yeah. Brock was cracking up. Apparently that was unscripted. I just found that out recently. That's awesome. (laughs) 
Yeah, Brock just didn't really know what R-Truth was going to say, so he legitimately was losing it and kind of like shaking his head at the camera to kind of notify them backstage, like, what did you put him up to? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Alright, so... So yeah, um, that was kind of our, our intro, but we're going to get diving in here right after this. Stay with us. I have the old theme song in my head, like, da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I don't. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to start with the prologue. So, essentially, Sami Zayn got to NXT first, okay? He was in NXT for about a year, and he really made a name for himself by having these outstanding matches with Cesaro that got everybody's attention. There was a two out of three falls match before WWE Network was around, and that was the match that essentially got the internet buzz. And WWE.com would acknowledge it when they did their end of the year, like best of the year list, right? Mm-hmm. That two out of three falls match was like way up on the list. And so even though there was no national way to watch it, they may have had it on the website at the time. I'm not really sure, but it was just sort of this thing like NXT is like, you know, where the future stars are going to be coming from. And, oh, my gosh, Zayn Cesaro, two out of three falls. That was apparently great. So when the WWE Network debuted in uh, 2014, late February, the first thing that they did is, like, uh, litmus test to make sure that WrestleMania would stream without any problems. They aired an NXT show, which doubled as a way to introduce NXT to a much larger fan base, right? The first match on that first event, which was essentially a takeover at the time it was called um, Arrival, it was Sami Zayn versus Cesaro in a one-fall version of their two-out-of-three falls match. And it stole the show. It was a great match. And so that put Zayn kind of, since Cesaro was already on the main roster, that sort of positioned him as like, okay, he's one of the main guys here. And then there was about a six to eight month period where they were kind of positioning him to be the next champion. It was a long journey. It was really well done. And we'll talk about it in a sec. But um, Josh, when this first started Arrival, did you recall ever checking out NXT um, in the early days of it on the network? Um, I did not. No, when the network premiered, I pretty much just went back and watched all of like... (laughs) 96 and 97 kind of stuff. Um, I really, I think we've talked about this a little bit, was kind of oblivious to most of the, you know, first two years of NXT. Um, Just thinking, I mean, I knew what it was from them talking about it, but I kind of just looked at it as like the, um, was the FCW before, like the kind of feeder league. 
and just kind of well, I'll see them, you know, when they get to the big show, like if if they're <laughs> if they're worthy of being on WWE TV, then I'll see them then. Um, so yeah, it was definitely my um, ignorance and kind of a waste because. I would have loved to have seen that <laughs> Cesaro Sami Zayn match. Um, probably more than whatever was going on. Um, I'm curious now, like that that year's Mania, like you said that it premiered. Um, they were doing a trial run. Um, let's see here, James. Yeah, Dave it was Shore. WrestleMania 30 that year which was which is an all-time wrestlemania i think that's probably one of the most three to five beloved wrestlemanias okay yeah so that, that's where daniel bryan turned it into yes mania <laughs> to quote michael cola there um yeah it's a great wrestlemania lots of great moments lots of great surprises has that kind of iconic hogan austin rock intro where they're all in the ring together um it was great but again before that to kind of I don't know. I, I almost thought it was like a way to like fill in like fans like, OK, you who have bought the WWE Network on month one. We're here for you, nerds. Check out right. this show. <laughs> and it was had one of the best women's matches I'd ever seen on that show. Maybe the best with Paige versus Emma. And then that that uh Sami Zayn Cesaro match, and then it had a Neville versus Bo Dallas ladder match in the main event. It was it was a great show. Um, but then that was in March, I think, 2014. Fast forward to December. Sami Zayn's been on this long journey where he's come up short a couple of times, becoming NXT champion once in a fatal four-way, once in a one-on-one match. And so finally, uh, he's gonna get one more title shot at the champion at the time neville currently aew's Pac, and um he has said going into the match if he doesn't win he's going to retire because if he can't be the best there's really no point in him even being here Pac is also a good guy just like Sami Zayn. he's his friend he's and he says i'm not going to take that responsibility i'm not going to sign a contract with that but you do what you got to do while that's going on, we're going into this match with this build. On December fourteenth, two thousand or December tenth, two thousand fourteen, episode of NXT, we get a preview for Kevin Owens, um, Ring of Honor star Kevin Steen, that he's going to be debuting with NXT pretty soon. And uh, Josh, we watched this. Um, what did you think about this little intro package to Kevin Owens? Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, I loved, like, Owens basically saying, given kind of the story of, um, you know, seeing his friends move up, um, passing him in the ranks so that he mentioned Daniel Bryan, uh, Neville, Seth Rollins, and then, of course, Sami Zayn. Um, and just kind of, like you said before, bringing in real life uh, the all of that really did happen. Yeah. Um, All guys he was in Ring of Honor with together. Yeah. I mean, re- really, like, his whole, like, shtick is that he's real. You know, like, his, the way that he wrestles for those of you that don't know, um, is he comes out in, like, a t-shirt with, like, cut-off sleeves and, like, athletic shorts, you know? And, um, 
it just looks like he really is just like there to fight. Um, I, we'll get to this later, but some of the crowd reactions that I don't know if these people just weren't aware of him. I think they almost thought like, who is this guy? Like he just, you know, has the <laughs> vibe of, I mean, I, rem- I remember that from, not from NXT because obviously I wasn't watching it, but even when he was in WWE in the beginning, I was like, what the heck? It's just like a dude. Like he doesn't look like, most wrestlers, even Sami Zayn, who's like not your average wrestler, still looks like, you know, just one of the guys. Um, but Kevin Owens has a completely, completely different look. And so, yeah, the the preview kind of gives you kind of all that um, as an intro. And, and, and it shows him in that, out, you know, those kinds of outfits. And I, I wondered if maybe you thought like, okay, but he's not going to wear that WWE. Like when he gets here, he's going to be in like some sort of like, uh, Andre, the giant type, uh, <laughs> you know, get up or, or something. They're surely not going to let this hick wear <laughs> it's a cutoff t-shirt and athletic shorts. They got to give him some real gear. Um, so yeah, I just like that whole thing of, of it just looking like, um, like a real person, you know, not just like a, a superhero. So, yeah, and famously, his first shirt that he did, it's, like Josh said, black t-shirt just with the sleeves cut off, but it has KO written in duct tape on it. Do you know the story behind that? Uh, n- not the shirt, no, I don't think so. All right, so essentially that duct tape shirt that he wore for quite a while there in NXT, it was essentially they were bringing him in, they were positioning him, kind of letting him know, okay, you're going to be one of the big draws on NXT. And so they were doing some photo shoots. And it's kind of like, I think he said in this interview, it was their like top five or six guys. So it was like him, Sami Zayn, Neville, um, a couple of others. I think Charlotte Flair may have been one of them. And um, he kind of, you know, they said like, just show up in your gear. And, um, he shows up in a black t-shirt with like the sleeves cut off and he's thinking like i'm gonna look like the blandest guy ever if i just wear a black shirt with nothing on it so he went and got duct taped right ko on his shirt huh. duct tape, just because he didn't want to look bland in this photo shoot next to everybody else he didn't want to look like the jobber guy who shouldn't be in wwe he wanted to put something there and i think he said triple h said something to him like that duct tape it's like yeah yeah uh do you not like it's like no it looks good or something like that uh, i think <laughs> uh, so, AAA, if you don't know he's sort of like the godfather of nxt he runs it he uh helps train the guys the i i know the four horsewomen kind of refer to him as papa h um yeah yeah, people to this day, when they go up to the main roster, they'll say, like, oh, I always go to Triple H for advice, just because he's that involved with the people that go through NXT. Nice. Yeah, and he's always um, always takes his picture on Instagram whenever somebody uh, wins a belt, and it's just kind of a cool thing of, like, you know, yeah, him, it's, like, giving back and that kind of stuff. A lot of people look at it like... Um, NXT is Triple H is like training to take over WWE one day along with Stephanie. Yeah, it's like fingers crossed. We get that on the uh, December 10th episode 2014, that preview Josh was talking about. On that same episode, there's also a preview of the 
Neville Sami Zayn match that's coming up at what's called Takeover Our Evolution. Um, really good story to it. I suggest watching it if you want to go back and watch this with us. By the way, you can uh, get our playlist off our Facebook page, The Pull Apart Podcast, I believe. And if you want to send us an email, you can email us at the pull apart at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> And, um, yeah, if you send us an email, we will respond to it. Josh, is there anything you want to talk about before we go into the takeover our evolution? Not that I could think of other than, I mean, it's the name there, like, uh, play on words, like R-O-U-R, like our revolution. Well, it, it is, <laughs> yeah. No, instead of being revolution, it's the letter R-evolution for this takeover <laughs> show. I'm just kind of glad that they, like, did away with some of these early titles and just started Quantum Wall Takeover and then the name of the city. (laughs) Yes. I think they ran out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention one thing from that uh, Kevin Owens preview that Josh was talking about, where he was talking about his contemporaries that have already gotten here. When he mentioned Sami Zayn, everybody else just kind of names, but Sami Zayn, he talks about for like a good minute. Okay, he's like, it's Seth Rollins, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sami Zayn, of course, and I, we um, we have a lot of history together. We're best friends. We, we've been partners. We've been rivals. But through it all, we've all, we've really cared about each other. And they're showing, like, pictures of them and, like, Kevin Owens' wedding and, you know, just, like, traveling the world, kind of goofball pictures of them, stuff like that. And so it really is painting, like, okay, one of Zayn's friends is coming here. And I remember... At the time, when I was watching this show, um, we're about to talk about thinking like this would be like the mega powers in NXT. <laughs> like you know, eventually they've got a split, they've got a feud at some point, right? But man, we could get months of them as a team, just sort of like being the good guys that run things, and that would be awesome. Um, not how it turned out. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's talk about the show, TakeOver, our evolution. Probably, this was maybe, I don't know, this was a really good TakeOver, I thought. I didn't watch the whole show, but watching the KO debut and then the main event with uh, Sami Zayn versus Neville for the NXT title, what did you think of those two matches? For KO's debut, I I loved it. I thought he looked awesome. He came out uh, just like... The word, uh, the word that I keep coming back to for him is just like a bruiser, you know, just like just destroying uh, people, you, you know, even if he's on defense and stuff, it's still just like just real rough and, and just I, I love that his debut was against Juice. What is it? What is his? I totally um, forget his NXT name. Juice NXT Robinson, New Japan for wrestling. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a heel in NXT and Kevin Owens debuted as a face that night. Yeah, which is funny because, I mean, I guess, like you said, it didn't really last long. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, if I had followed them in Ring of Honor and stuff at the time, I probably would have been like, oh, they wasted it. They did it right away, you know. But but I don't really think that's true, though, because, like you said, I mean, we got that kind of story with uh, DIY later, you know, the yeah tag team that's been there forever and i don't know i mean it's just kind of like puts their stuff like single stuff on hold you know if if, like you had said Sami Zayn was climbing the ranks and just up there like to put him in this kind of 
buddy thing with Owens for a year or two would have been even longer. Um, and Kevin Owens, like he said, being passed up all those years, I, I think it would have been kind of wasted time to get him to just be in a tag team or something like that. For So I, I like that they kind of did it with a bang, and, and you really you get you get heel Owens, which is the best Owens, you know, uh, <laughs> right away. And so you, you get your, your five minutes or whatever of him being a face. And it, it's enough. I, I feel like they did enough in the lead-up packages and everything, if you're not familiar with him, to be like, okay, this is Zane's BFF, and he got bro- called up, like, yay. Yay, they're buddies, you know. And then when he turns, you know, it's you still get that kind of feeling without all of the the months and months of build-up, so... Yeah, and the uh, quote unquote the feud quote unquote is really unique in that. Uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but it's not your traditional "I hate you, I hate you" type feud. It's more like I am pissed at you, and the other side is I'm sorry. This is just a means to an end, right? Is <laughs> that shades of gray? It, this is again one of the things I loved about Brett Verson was that it's complicated. You can really see both sides of it, right? This feud is like that. You clearly understand the motivations of each character, and they're both kind of justified. Yeah, it's weird. I, I I like how Owens he keeps bringing up um, throughout the these interviews, like his family, and like he's doing this for his wife and two kids. You're like, well, I can't really be mad at him, you know? Like that's the like the complication of it because he's doing these like dastardly things and. Sorry, it's all for, you know, just providing for his family. You can't really hate on him. And another thing, like, about this this first match with Juice, he's, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but he gets bloodied up, which is just kind of perfect for his, like, his look, you know, of being, like, this scary monster guy. Um, yeah, C.J. Parker was Juice's name, by the way. Okay, yeah. Parker. It's essentially a squash. Like Josh said, it's five minutes. It's pretty one-sided. But like Josh said, it's perfect for Owens' history. And I wanted to mention, he looks legitimately pumped to be making his debut. Yeah. Did you think so? Yeah, and I, I wrote this. He um, he got a holy shit and a this is awesome chant in the first um, minute, which is pretty cool for somebody's debut. I mean, like... I think that's kind of a credit to the promo packages, you know, I mean, to get people enough, like care enough. I mean, I don't know if I watch NXT, you know, this week and there's some new dude that I've never heard of. I don't know that I'm going to be that invested in it. Um, so, and, and that also probably ties some to how much people were invested in Sami Zayn at the time as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he does his, his pop-up power bomb, which is, Awesome. He just looks great. Like you mentioned, the Sami Zayn Neville match <laughs> is incredible. I mean, it's like a, a match of the year candidate, you know, type thing. Even though it's not really part of the feud um, that we're covering, it's still a hell of a match. No, it really is, and it plays off their history perfectly. Like the Sami Zayn versus Neville story of Zayn coming up short, then getting a title shot one on one, and Neville kind of not exactly cheating but not exactly playing by the rules to win and uh telling Sami Zayn his friend like I'm sorry you just don't have that killer instinct you don't have what it takes to be champion and Zayn kind of having to live with that until he earns another title shot again the match 
plays into the whole story perfectly where Sammy gets to a point near the end where he has to choose if he's going to compromise his principles to win the title or if he's going to stick by his principles and still try to see if that alone is enough to overcome Neville, this guy that's been champion for the last eight months. And um, Sammy sticks by his principles, kind of cementing him as like the ultimate underdog babyface even more. Mm-hmm. He wins the title. Um, and it's this huge cathartic moment for not only the character of Sami Zayn, but also the crowd that's been writing this story. And you see them like wiping tears, people mm-hmm. really screaming loud. It's a really great moment. Yeah, and I, I think that adds another pro to the list of doing it right away because the crowd is so happy for Sami Zayn that when Owens turns on him, it's like all of that emotion is turned towards like hatred for Kevin Owens. Yes. Um, so yeah, so they he's the <laughs> locker room comes out and celebrates. It's one of those. It's kind of like WrestleMania 10, right? They like lift him up on his shoulders. shoulders. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Even they even do the thing where, you know, Neville comes in, it looks like he's going to be mad. And then he sticks his hand out to um, shake it or whatever. I know it's kind of weird. Neville like (laughs) kicks his, kicks his hand away. (laughs) Like, and just so he can hug him. Um, So you're like, okay, it's all kind of over. And then, um, and when the locker room comes out, Steen's the first one out, right? And he gives Sami Zayn a... I, when you said Nev, I was just thinking Steen, I'm sorry. But um, he gives... Uh, Kevin Owens gives Sami Zayn, like, a giant hug before anybody else hits the ring, right? Yeah, which is fun, too, because I'm sure that's, like... <laughs> for them, it's also, like, somewhat real, you know, being... Yeah. Uh, in, in it so long and, and working their way up, and he's just, like genuinely happy for him but also like kind of still has to act <laughs> and um yeah he does the the classic turn heel turn so they're walking up the ramp together um and he just clotheslines him um and then <laughs> does a power bomb on the apron right like and, the rest of the locker room goes back and it's just Sami Zayn and kevin owens and kevin owens walking it back alone and yeah so nxt will recurrently do this thing where they'll like kind of pop up the 20 whatever all rights reserved 2019 all rights reserved and you're thinking like okay they're about to fade out they might even start to fade out and then right then they'll do something to catch you off guard they've done it i think three or four times at least right at least four times because they just did it have you watched um takeover from this past week yet i haven't watched it but i actually randomly went to well I was doing stuff for this, and I went to WWE.com, and it was, like, the main story. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah. All right. So, yeah, they did that again this past time, but this was the first time where the All Rights Reserve comes up. Sammy and Kevin are just walking arm and arm to the back, and then all of a sudden, Kevin grabs Sammy by the throat on the metal ramp and just, like, throws him down on the back of his head full force. Then all of a sudden that little all rights reserve thing disappears and we get another two minutes where um, Kevin Owens is just beating the crap out of Sami Zayn, power bombs him on the corner of the ring apron, like lower back to the corner, which looks brutal as crap. I don't see how that wouldn't just hurt for weeks on end if you got that. And his debut night, he debuts as a face 
and ends the show leaving as the number one heel in the promotion. And what it looks like is the number one <laughs> contender, too, which was right. <laughs> obviously the point. But yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll get to that plot point later. That's a fun thing. Um, but yeah, I thought I loved the ending. It was super unique, especially at the time. I also loved that when Zayn won the title, they gave it time to breathe. Like for you being on the, like this eight month journey, six month journey to wait for Sammy to get the title when he finally gets it. It's kind of like Daniel Bryan at 2013. They let the moment play out in full. To where when he finally leaves the ring, you're almost like, okay, he's been in there like five minutes. You can cut off the show now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you get your full celebration moment to reward you for kind of being on the journey. And then they do the angle to take you to the next section. I kind of appreciated that as a fan. Yeah. And the crowd seems really, um, I-, I noticed they were just like kind of stunned, you know, like just super quiet. Um Obviously, some boos and stuff, but I think really more like kind of just in shock than anything. They were all excited and ready to just <laughs> go home. And then it was like, what the hell? So. Yeah, that'd be a weird thing, right? Because I'm sure most of those people showed up to watch Zane win the title last night, that night. And then when Kevin Owens turns, it would be that thing where you're like, this was awesome. I want to cheer because it was so good, but I, should I? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think, like, of course, some fans that, you know, love heels also kind of fell in love with Kevin Owens, too, you know. And you'll see, like, as the uh, feud goes on, more and more fans with KO shirts in the crowd, so. Yeah, he had hype coming in. He was a former Ring of Honor champion. That Generico feud that um, he had when he was Kevin Steen, that was legendary for Ring of Honor. It, it was great. It was great. By the way, before we go further, Owens, the Owens and Kevin Owens. We keep saying, like, he was Steve, now he's Owens. Do you know why he picked Owens for his name? Well, I know it's his son's name, right? It's Owen. Um, but I think it's also he named his son after Owen Hart. Isn't that right? Or That's right, yeah. Owen Hart was... No, you got it. Yeah. Owen Hart was his favorite wrestler as a kid. And as an adult, he still thinks Owen is the best. So he named his son after Owen Hart and he named his character after Owen Hart as well. It makes sense, too, because one of the things I love about him is just his kind of just drawing at the crowd the whole time, which Mm -hmm. was a thing Owen Hart always did, too. So pretty great. (laughs) It is pretty great. All right, so that is how TakeOver ends. Um, the first NXT show after that, usually, you know, when there's a new champion, the new champion will come out to give their, like, first interview with the title, right? This is, like, a long WWE tradition going back, I think, all the way to 1994 when Brett won it uh, at WrestleMania 10. That doesn't happen here because the champion is out injured. And so yes. that will start the show. I'm assuming this is... Kayfabe, right, James? Some of these Zane at home promos had me wondering. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Neville comes out and essentially says, like, um, you know, it should be Sammy out there, like you said, given his kind of celebration interview and, and welcome and all that stuff. But he says uh, they put on the match of their career. Kind of 
humble and saying that the the better man won, um, which is cool. Owens comes out. Neville says, shame on you. And then yeah. the crowd chants, shame on you, too. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good test of uh, <laughs> not breaking, because I would have probably laughed if the crowd started doing that. Um, if I was in the ring. Yeah, this is kind of his first, I guess. Yeah, it would have been like Kevin Owens' first promo in the ring, right? Um, and it's good. Like, Neville kind of says he's pissed at him. And KO, uh, Kevin Owens is just casual. He tells Neville that, you know, it, he says, like, I don't have a problem with you. You know, what happened to Sammy was between me and Sammy. But if you want to fight, hey, we can fight. And he Owens just says that calmly, and then he walks out of the ring. And, um, I mean, that that's kind of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's got the heel, like, um... I don't know. I'm trying to think like a like a bully at school that just is kind of like I don't know. Like I don't really care what you think. You know, I'm better than you, but um, isn't all up in your face and and that kind of stuff. And, and I just love that vibe. He definitely does that throughout this whole, at least this first episode uh, worth of stuff. Because as we'll mention again, he says you know it's all about business. He wasn't doing anything personal. It's just you know, he's trying to get a title shot. So there's really no reason for him to be all passionate and, and yelling and everything like that. It's mostly just, well, I'm here, you know, to get the belt and that's it. So, yeah, it's very Machiavellian. And if you only know Machiavelli from early 90s rap, um, Machiavelli was a philosopher and he's kind of famous for writing this book called The Prince. And in that book, he theorized, you know, like you shouldn't kill people you know you shouldn't kill people but if you have to kill people for the greater good sometimes you know then that's what you have to do and so machiavellianism is this very dark philosophy that unfortunately you see people subscribe to in politics as recently as the riots on the capitol recently like you know you shouldn't do bad things but hey if you have to do some bad things sometimes so be it and, um, again, in more pure, more innocent times, it was pretty clear that this was, like, an evil way of thinking, like, you know, to go back to the Hogan feud, <laughs> Hogan would always reference God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of this belief that, you know, like, God won't call something that's bad good, and he won't ask you to do it either, right? And right. so, in this, it's this thing where, like, okay... You shouldn't attack your friend to get a title shot, but hey, if that's how it gets done the quickest, Kevin Owens, the heel, is like, I mean, that's what I had to do, right? And Neville, the face, who had just lost the title, saying, no, that's not right. There are other ways to go about it. You can work your way up just like everybody else here has without resorting to things like that against your friend. And so... They have a match, and um, yeah, the match finishes with a double countout. Uh, uh, Neville has KO in a choke outside the ring on his back, and uh, Kevin Owens smashes Neville's head into the post. Ref gets the 10, they both get counted out, and then <laughs> Kevin Owens picks up, who had been chill in their face-to-face confrontation, 
picks up Neville and power bombs him against the corner of the ring apron, just like he had done to Sami Zayn. And now he's screaming. Now he's mad. Sort of. And he's yelling at Neville for calling him out. Like, why did you do that? What were you trying to prove by embarrassing me or something like that? Right. Mm. So that was a kind of a cool ending. Um, you have back-to-back shows now where Kevin Owens has laid out the top two good guys and sent them out on stretchers, essentially. So right away, you're like, okay, this guy is a big deal. The next week, 12-25-14 episode, we get a quick Kevin Owens promo, and he just sums it up. So it's like, hey, I put Sami Zayn and Neville both out on stretchers. And I hope that proves that I'll fight anyone until I'm the only one left standing. Yeah, if he if he'll do that to his closest friends, imagine what he'll do to everyone else. Is kind of what he says. He also says he'd fight anyone. Put that on a T-shirt, which is kind of fun because they kind of did, you know, the fight, fight Owens fight or fight. Did, yeah. Wasn't it fight anyone or? I think they had both. They had fight Owens yeah. fight. They had. I think they had one that said fight anyone, and then. Prize fighter, which we're going to get to in a minute here, was another one of his shirts. Yeah. So, so before we go to uh, January 1st, anything you want to talk about here? Uh, so, yeah, this is Zane um, giving an update at home. He's home for the holidays, which is fun. Yeah, that last one was on Christmas Day. Uh, this is on New Year's Day. You can barely Sorry. talk about the Lynn because the one guy who he trusted the most turned his back on him. Yeah, sorry, I was looking at my notes, and they're mostly for the KO interview. <laughs> no, yeah, um, let's talk about that. Renee Young with my celebrity crush interviews. Dude, James, <laughs> I, I don't know if we should cut this, but I like I said, I wasn't watching NXT in 2014, but I definitely see what you were seeing in Renee. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Um, I really liked what uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens is such a jerk. Renee Young says something about, you know, your your lifelong best friend or whatever. And he says, lifelong, I'm 30 years old. Um, so I don't know. It's like we've been friends for 14 years. I'm 30 years old. I don't know who taught you math. And he walks off. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I must have like a typo or something looks weird. But um, yeah, we got so. your math. But and then, yeah, and then he says, if you think I've stolen something, then, you know, yeah. essentially buy and just walks off and she's like what a douche (laughs) Uh, great stuff just just Kevin Owens being a jerk Um, yes January 7th episode we finally get Sami Zayn coming back right Mm -hmm. so he has a promo in the ring Um, he says that KO hurt him but he didn't end him and uh, there's there's not much there to it, not much to it, but it kind of continues the character of Sami Zayn being someone who doesn't stay down. And I thought it's a bit of the Hulk Hogan formula, you know, where uh, number one, you have some monster lay Hogan out, in this case, Sami Zayn. Number two, Hogan comes back. Zayn comes back. And number three, Hogan is dominant. And so we've gotten two thirds of the story so far, but things may not go down the way they did for Ryan's old favorite on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I love um, him going into the crowd. You know, that really builds up that Rocky kind of persona that you mentioned before, just like the people's <laughs> champion. Um, and he really was. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, mean I, I, I assume that was somewhat, it seemed impromptu. Like, 
he goes out, you know, to the middle of the ring like normal, and the crowd is just freaking out. And he basically just goes out to the crowd and uh, kind of walks through it and hugs and raises the belt and that kind of stuff. And then comes in and says, you know, he felt like a, a thank you was in order. Um, just ultimate <laughs> babyface stuff. Um, so it's this great opposition to the jerk interview you just saw, you know, Kevin Owens gives. So absolutely. And just have uh, him um, back, you know, with the previous one being like a, a shot from a phone or whatever, you know, you got to have your champion there. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so speaking of the champion, the next week is the title rematch of one fourteen. Episode 259, Sami Zayn defends the title against Neville in the rematch. I did want to mention that there is a female fan in the front row of this match that is holding a license plate that says WWE Diva on it. She's just like holding it up for the camera. And she's smiling ear to ear like the whole time. Like she's so happy with her souvenir. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just thought that that was like this nice little sweet thing. Like, oh, that's so nice that something... Like a little present could just make somebody so happy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Sami Zayn wins the rematch, uh, still the champion. And then um, Kevin Owens comes in, pop-up powerbomb <laughs> on Sami Zayn. Uh, Renee Young is on commentary here again, which I love. She's By the way, anybody that thinks that Renee Young is not good at commentary because they didn't like her on Raw, She's great. You gotta watch the next season. I literally had that. No, I mean like the. I don't know. I guess it was the juice match and like some of the earlier ones didn't have her and and the commentary I felt like was noticeably lacking. And then um, when she starts on some of these matches, I'm like, thank God! Like just it, it's just really really good. Uh, she brings life to it. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I don't. I don't remember who it was. That was not <laughs> impressive um, on those earlier ones, but but yeah, NXT usually has great commentary, so it was good to hear uh, back in 2015 Renee Young adding to that kind of you know lineage. So yes, yes. Um, the next week after KO. By the way, what did you think about um, KO kind of... Again, the crowd was silent. You said they were silent after the yeah, first... It's, it's like they, they were silent again. Yeah, it's like they don't really know what to make of them. You know? They're like, we want to like you, but you're just such a jerk, and you're also kind of scary. I mean, that, that pop-up powerbomb, I think, is... You know, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Especially, with, you know, that, that's smaller, like Zane or Neville or somebody like that. It's It's kind of... Just brutal looking. It is, yeah. I was going to mention that the uh, way they're reacting to Owens is almost like early Undertaker stuff, where they're being silent, but you can tell, like, you go to the crowd and, like, eyes are just glued to him. You know, they're not bored. They're just, like you said, I think they're a little frightened. It's an intense character. He became must watch TV very quickly if you're a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. So. Next week, 121, Sami Zayn is supposed to fight Ty Dillinger. (laughs) This was before he kind of nailed down his 10 gimmick that would 
get him a bit get him a bit of notoriety later on in his career. Sammy just kind of beats him down real quick, tosses him out of the ring before the bell even rings. The match never starts. And then Sammy calls out Kevin Owens for a match, like right there. One on one against Ty Dillinger, guys. I don't even think the bell is wrong yet. I, I, <laughs> I like this, Sammy Zayn. I, I like this. I don't know the last time I've seen, if ever, this this sort of aggression from Sammy Zayn. Something's on his mind. I'll tell you what's on his mind. His best friend jumped him from behind. Owens, get out of here now! I'm not wrestling one more match unless it's against Kevin Owens. Get him out here. I just really like this because it's like babyface, but like he's saying he's not wrestling anybody until it's Kevin Owens. And, and you usually don't see like a match supposed to be happening. <laughs> Especially with, um, you know, the champion. And just straight up like, nope, not going to happen until it's Kevin Owens. Just really cool angle there. Yeah. And Regal. Yeah. All of this stuff is. I mean, even one of the things that happens later on, I'm like, I don't remember that happening, you know, in a long time. Um, But, yeah, Regal comes out. As general manager... I will not allow any competitor to jump people and think that they can go above the chain of command to get championship matches. Now, Kevin Owens may indeed get a championship match one day, but he hasn't earned it and he's not going to get one. I don't care about the title. Make it non-title. Do whatever it is you have to do. Just give him to me. essentially announces the contract signing which you know i i like it because you you kind of it kind of glosses over the fact that it's not for the championship you know it's just kind of like yay we're getting you know what we thought we were going to get like Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens we'll have that you know match Sami Zayn will retain and it'll all be good you know but I love and like cuz like you said they kind of gloss over it but they do hit it and then so Zane, kind of out of respect for William Regal, asked him to make the match. So it's like, okay, if you're not going to let me fight him right now, make the match. Right. And Regal, out of mutual respect for Sami Zayn, says, I can see that this means a lot to you, so I'll make the match for TakeOver. And then it's announced that, like you said, next week they're going to do the contract signing. Classic. One of the things I wanted to mention here, everything makes sense. Right. From a character standpoint, everything makes sense. Um, we're going to get KO's motivations in just a minute here. But Sami Zayn, you know, wanting to fight Kevin Owens after getting jumped twice by somebody he trusted makes sense. William Regal being a face commissioner is not going to just reward people with title matches for doing reprehensible things. He'll make the match to do the face that he has a long-term relationship with a favor, but he's not going to make it a title match because I'm not going to just encourage that type of behavior. It's good guys treat wrestling like a sport, right? Right. So William Regal in this case is treating it like a sport. This isn't how you get title matches. Um, 
it, again, it makes sense from a character standpoint, no matter how you break it down, it all makes sense so far. Yeah, and it, and it even carries over to the next week, like you said, with with Regal saying it's not going to turn into the same kind of contract signing you always see in the WWE where <laughs> right. somebody goes through a table, you know. And, and it, it's just funny because I was like, oh, but I love that, you know, like a, that kind of ridiculous thing that always happens. Um, but it does add to And I don't know. I mean, I was kind of wondering, like, how much of this is just everything has to be different, you know, from WWE. But also, like, a lot of the stuff in WWE was trite, you know, to a point where it's like, yeah, they're going to come out and they're going to do sign it and they're going to go to the table. You know, like, all of the stuff in in NXT is kind of just going its own, kind of carving its own path. Because none of that happens at the contract sign. Right. Even when he said it, you know, I was like, yeah, right. There's a table there. Like, somebody's going to go through the table. And nobody does. <laughs> um, and that, it not only makes the feud unique, unique, right, but it also kind of enhances the William Regal character as a GM to be respected, right? Yeah. yeah. So Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, Zane's in the ring. And um, <laughs> Zane signs the contract. William Regal pushes it over to KO. And Josh, do you want to take it from here? Yeah, Zane like kind of just calmly signs the contract, and Kevin Owens is just like staring at him, which you know you find out is because it's not for the title, like we mentioned. Zane is like you know he essentially wants Kevin Owens to tell him and, and the crowd why he did what he did. So Zane says you know everything that they did to each other kind of prior, like we had talked about mentioning Ring of Honor stuff. Um, they had rivalries in the past, but all of that was to kind of get them here, to get them to NXT the, the big time. And he said he probably should have expected it, but he never really did expect Kevin Owens to do um, what he did to him. So this is where Kevin Owens first kind of really says, regardless of, of what Zane thinks, this is business and it's not personal. You know, he says he fights for a prize and Zane isn't the prize. Um, the belt is, which I love that line mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and until so good, Regal, yeah. until Regal makes yeah it, and like the NXT one too you know like something that's not super well established yet um, until Regal makes it a title match he's not doing it which is essentially you know why he's not signing or whatever I like this you know Zane kind of showing emotion you know he wants to be the baby face and the, the good guy and all that stuff but he just <laughs> gets pissed sometimes at Owens and basically tells Regal, you know, he, he's got to do it. He's got to make the, the title match. Asks the crowd if that's what they want to see, you know, and they freak out. <laughs> yes, that is right. what they want. I think they do a yes chant even, which is... Yeah, they do. Regardless of what he may think, what I did at TakeOver wasn't personal. It was business because I've said... I'll fight anyone and everyone, and I will, but I fight for a prize. And he is not the prize. That is the prize. That means more money. That means a better life for my wife, my two children, and myself. So you want the match, Mr. Regal? You can have it. But until this says NXT Championship match... I'm not doing it. You have to make this a championship match. 
It's what he wants. It's what I want. It's what these people want to see. Is that what you want to see? You want to see Sami Zayn kick Kevin Owens' ass? Make this championship match. So yeah, Regal changes it, which is pretty... I mean, you work for a company that deals with legal forms. Have you ever just written real fast and changed a a legal contract like that? Uh, No, that could get me fired if the company I worked for ever had me do that. Maybe it's one of those just like initial here kind of things, you know, change it. And then he puts the WR right next to it. I don't know, but changes it to a title match and uh, they each sign it. And like you said, nobody... Nobody goes to a table. <laughs> Regal is pissed when yeah. when Owens won't sign. Like he's just like doing the William Regal thing, where like he's maintaining composure, but he's steaming yeah. in the in the face. And um, Zane demanding the title match. Regal's kind of stuck, you know. Like the the fans have spoken for what they want. He's the general manager. He wants to give the fans what they want, but this isn't like a joyful thing. This is like this is a bad decision. This is rewarding bad behavior this isn't how he went to run things here it's just he's screwed he's caught dead in a live crowd middle of the ring with fans telling them what they want and so from a character standpoint again you get how his back is in the corner there if sammy zane you he wants kevin owens no matter what he's fine with it being a title match and kevin owens just said i have nothing against sammy zane no matter what you think that wasn't personal you're not the prize. That's the prize. And so, again, from a character standpoint, it makes sense. And it's weird to keep on harping at that. But, like, it's rare sometimes where, like, character motivations are so clearly spelled out and, like, successfully spelled out. They do such a good job of making this whole feud make sense for every character at every turn. And, ah, oh, man, I'm loving this so far. Well, and, and also, like, you know, it's hard. Like, you know, there's, like, Raw, SmackDown, like, all these shows every week for years on end. You can't make every one of them special or even make sense. I th- You know, I feel like having them all make sense is going to be just way too much writing <laughs> like for it's all i mean you're you're doing it on the fly you know sometimes you got to change things up like 10 stories a it's show. just impossible but I, I think nxt especially back then with the limited roster and all that stuff they had more time to be able to do what they really wanted and i love that they gave you know zane and owens kind of so much uh, liberty you know to do this feud I'm sure people were nervous, you know, Ring of Honor fans, like, uh, they're going to make it, you know, like they do, you know, like all the other ones or whatever. But I really feel like it it doesn't feel that way. You know, it doesn't feel like it's got that same story arc that all, a lot of the other feuds, WWE feuds had um, in 2015, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we go to the next NXT, which is kind of like a special look at the feud coming up. The back uh, and forth promos with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they each have a separate sit-down promo, right? Yeah, yeah, and this is what, like you mentioned the Machiavelli thing, Zayn kind of mentions the the Owens contract negotiation thing that he did 
shows him as a, a master manipulator. He says he fleeced him and he fleeced Regal, which, like you mentioned, building all this like respect for Regal, it's like shows Kevin Owens is that much more um, cunning and you know kind of yeah. Machiavellian, <laughs> um, figuring out how to get his way in there. I mean, he mentions in his, you know, two months to the day um, after his debut, he's wrestling for the championship. So. Yeah, KO, they both give really great promos. KO says, I love this. He said, I wrote this down. It's not personal, no matter what Sammy thinks. And um, he he said that my family's had to support me for the last 14 years uh, while I chased this dream before I had any kind of chance of making any money at it. And so I finally got here. And he says that he knew he wasn't going to make them wait one day longer than was absolutely necessary. And so he kind of, with this like sparkle in his eye, he says, mark the day, two months to the day of my debut, I'm going to be NXT champion. And he's like, again, he's super proud of himself. Like you said, he said, Sammy should have seen this coming. I mean, he knows me. He knows this is, this would happen. Um, he said, and like, he says, no matter what Sammy thinks, you know, he doesn't hate Sammy Zane. He talks about the night he debuted, right? And he says, mm-hmm. but the thing better than my debut to me was Sammy winning the title. That was, I was so happy for Sammy. That was such a great moment for him. I still, and he says, I still am. I still am happy for Sammy that he's the champion. But the Kevin Owens character, his top priority isn't maintaining this friendship with Sammy Zayn. It's thanking his family for all these years of supporting him by supporting them now to prove that they were right to believe in him. And if he had to destroy his friend Sami Zayn and end his dream and ruin his night to make that happen as soon as possible. That's just what's got to happen. <laughs> yep. Sami Zayn for on his side, he um, goes over their friendship again, their time traveling the world together. They fought beside each other against each other through it all. They've always loved each other. But he says the key line here I thought was when he said, Kevin first started to change really change when he got married. And I thought that's such a a jerk thing to say, right? It's like, man, it's kind of a Richard move, so to speak, to say that out loud in a public forum. But um, he says that Kevin didn't have to do what he did. And I mean, that's fair. So maybe maybe he was justified in saying that about Kevin. I was getting married. I don't know. But um, I thought the back and forth here was really good. And again, it's not like, People going, I hate you, I'm going to destroy you. It's Kevin Owens saying, like, next up of business is just to take the title. And Sami Zayn, kind of almost like the underdog, he's standing up for himself. Like, you know, you didn't have to betray our friendship, you didn't have to betray me. And that takes us to the next week, 263, which is kind of like a takeover preview episode. This is on uh, February the 10th. They have a special look at the KO Sami Zayn package, and Man, this is, I think, one of my favorite match preview packages they've ever put together. What did you think of it? Yeah, this is, it's It's, got a lot of the kind of previous stuff about showing them over the last 12 years and just kind of really building up to the rival match. Yeah, I liked it. All right, let's go. NXT TakeOver Rival. This is a really good show on the whole, by the way. A lot of memorable stuff in it, but. 
the most memorable thing is Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens for the NXT title. I did want to mention that so far in this feud, you know, we've had a KO Neville match, a Sami Neville match, a Sami KO uh, match now. So three matches, they're all like four to five stars, depending on what your mileage is out of it. So, I mean, the match quality in this feud is also really great. Well, James, Uncle Dave gave this match specifically a 3.75. So, well, n- not quite four stars. <laughs> I disagree with Uncle Dave here. I would give this four and a half personally, but what would you give it? Um, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, probably like four and a half, pretty much. I thought it was it's- really good. It it is I, really good. I was honestly kind of surprised because I mean I don't I don't really know. I don't know. I mean you feel like you get to know like what ratings will be, but I think I was trying to find it. There was another match on the card that he loved, and so I don't know if maybe it just kind of paled in comparison to that, maybe. But um, no, this was uh, Balor Neville had four point two five, and then Sasha Bailey Becky. Charlotte got four stars. The um, horsewoman four away, the legendary, still only yeah. time. Four stars. Uh, what's funny is on this website, and I'm assuming it's from his, uh, I don't know, but Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey, it's a typo. Instead of 1.75, it's 175 stars. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> you gotta watch that. I mean, maybe it's like a, Omega Okada level 175. That's that's quite a bit. But yeah, no, then scroll down and you got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, 3.5. I was even off, so I don't know. I don't know what his deal was with it, but maybe he wasn't on the Kevin Owens bandwagon, or maybe he was salty about the Ring of Honor, you know, being better, that kind of stuff, because, yeah. Regardless, great, great in our book. Yes, it's um the it's kind of a unique match too in that the first thing Vader match was like this, Brock Cena was like this. It wasn't really a squash per se, but it was definitely a match that was put together in order to show the heel as a dominant force. Kind of like a ruthless, ruthless heel. And so um the match goes back and forth, it's very competitive, and at some point Zane kind of I forget do you recall what happens that kind of turns the tide once and for all um no because I I do have you know it kind of starts out Owens being pretty dominant um I'd say for the first half of the match um yeah for sure the thing I remember was well, I don't know. I'm just looking. I, I don't have a, a turning point, but I yeah. I think he may like, hit his head on a ring post like off a fluke almost or something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely remember both of them looking <laughs> exhausted for most of the match. Um, just kind of like this kind of war kind of vibe um, that they were giving off. And um, the match ends with, again, this Rocky character that Josh and I have spoken about, Sami Zayn. And he kind of like gets glassy-eyed. KO, the ref's checking on him. KO goes in for the kill. He, This is the time to take the title to support his family. He gives Sami Zayn a pop-up powerbomb. 
and Sami Zayn kicks out. Even though, like, he's not really... Again, the ref's already checking on him. Like, I think it was that he hit his head on the post. And so it's like, they're worried... The story is of the match that they're worried about him being concussed. He's glassy-eyed. He doesn't seem like he's there. Kevin hits a brutal pop-up powerbomb. It only gets two. And the ref, like, pushes KO back. Again, he's trying to talk to Sammy, see if, like, he can respond to him. And KO shoves the ref aside and hits another pop-up powerbomb. And Sami Zayn kicks out again. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Between both of them, I think it was four pop-up powerbombs, wasn't it? Or yeah. four, four just four just powerbombs in general. Sammy, it's like Sammy's not present, you know? But he keeps on getting that shoulder up. He fought so hard to get the title, and he's like, his last instinct is keep the title. From what we've seen of Sam, you know, like, the pursuit of this title has been his dream in his life. And it's going to get taken away, maybe, by his best friend. And so his last instinct, his last breath that he has in his body is yelling, keep the title. And so he keeps kicking out, even though it's against his better health to do so. Yeah, really kind of... Um, helps along like everybody's story you know the crowd looks like genuinely concerned <laughs> like Kevin Owens is just, it's just a monster um, and, and I, I I just love like he just looks scary like the thing that's scary about him isn't like you know Brock or something that looks gigantic it's just the fact that he'll just do whatever it takes you know and he'll just keep going keep like giving Sami Zayn a powerbomb where it looks like he's going to break his back um, until he gets the win, you know, and that's what's kind of, kind of makes him intimidating. So. And I loved how they ended the match too. It was after Josh said the fourth powerbomb Zayn is like, he kicked out again, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And so, at this point, I think there's multiple refs checking on him, and KO goes in to give him another one. And this time, like, multiple refs, like, hold him back, hold him back. And, again, just looking at Sammy being, like, this glassy-eyed mess, they just ring the bell. They just stop the match. Like, okay, no, no. This isn't safe for your health to keep going. And there's this confusion, because this isn't the way matches end. I can't recall ever seeing a match end like that before. I'm sure I have at some point. I just can't recall it right now. And again, there's like this murmur in the crowd, right? Like, what, what does that mean? What, what's going on? What does that mean? They, they stopped the match, but does the title change like that? And then a ref hands Kevin Owens the belt. And Kevin Owens like starts crying out of joy that he pulled off in two months. He's finally getting to thank his family by now bringing home championship money. As the yeah, heat. it's it's, <laughs> it's it, crazy. It, it definitely does the trick. You know, I it's funny because like before they said before they handed him the belt, I think I even already taken a note that was like perfect way to end this because you know you put um uh, kevin owens over as a crazy heel but you don't have to make zane lose the belt and then they gave him the belt and i'm like what and, and i'm sure that's what everybody else was thinking at the time and it's like 
adds to the thing of, of NXT just doing things kind of different and doing it their own way. And I think they say in one of the future um, episodes that that was like, you know, that was a rule. <laughs> like, you can win, um, you know, change hands due to referee stoppage from a, a knockout. But, yeah. It matches uh, the shirt. His shirt says right, get it. Get it? <laughs> kind of symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I thought it worked great. I mean, Sami Zayn definitely looked destroyed and... You know, it's still even if he does lose the belt, you still do, you still didn't really see him, you know, get pinned. You know, he he went down fighting. He, that Rocky right. character, he wouldn't stop when it was time to stop. And again, I know Rocky Five is everybody's least favorite Rocky movie, mine too. But the story of Rocky Five was that in the Rocky Four fight, he wouldn't stop when he should have, and he's suffering long term consequences because of it. And this is sort of that story, except instead of letting the champion maybe go on to retain, the refs get in the way and stop the match and say, like, no, we're not gonna let you we're not gonna let you get destroyed over this as a person. There you go. Kevin Owens is your new champion. Two months to the day of his debut. Yeah. I mean he's I was gonna say over, but I guess not over like that. Like, you know, he's just he made it. And he's like definitely showing as a contender. I'm not contender for the belt. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, he's gonna he's, be there he's for a, a while. Yeah. yeah, this is a big deal. This was a big chance for both uh, Sammy and Kevin, and they both hit home runs in their respective yeah. roles in this angle. And like you said before, it all makes sense. You know, you're not like I don't know. It's just cool. Like you don't leave that show thinking like, oh, cool, that's who Vince wanted. You know, or like. Even even when Sami Zayn wins, you know, against Neville, it's like, yep, that's cool. Like we thought that was going to happen after a while. He finally earned it. Like this just feels more real and and this is like the lit geeks in us, right? Like this yeah. is when you watch it, you're like this is the correct next chapter for this story. This is how things should go at this stage in this passion play. It's great. It's great. And again, like this, I know we talk about the story elements on this podcast a lot. We spent a lot of time talking about foreshadowing, which they foreshadowed the turn right from Kevin Owens' debut when he was talking about how, like, you know, we fought against each other a long time. He kind of hinted at the bitterness that he would go into more later, where he says, like, you know, all my friends made it here and I'm just making it here now, you know. And then later, as soon as he debuts, when he gets that mic, he says, my family said, wait for me for 14 years. I'm not going to make them wait any longer. And so it's all right there in the debut. The debut intro package, they kind of summarize the first two months of Kevin Owens' NXT run in about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. <sighs> and uh, Sammy, again, kind of... The Neville feud was a lot about Sammy not having a necessary killer instinct to be champion. And so when he won the title, he did prove he had a not a necessarily a do whatever it takes Machiavellian philosophy. He proved that he didn't have that. But then he came across somebody with an even greater killer instinct who did have the Machiavellian do whatever it takes philosophy. And right away, what kept him from winning the title for so long is his downfall. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. 
there's a Zane comment on 267. I know I watched it, but I forgot to leave a note on it. Did you have anything for the Sami Zayn thing? Um, is that to um, NXT? Yeah, so he's back from Abu Dhabi, so I guess he went on tour with WWE, I guess, um, after his loss. Um, this is a couple weeks later. I yeah. Believe, three weeks later, so, yeah. So yeah, he's, he basically says, like, you know, he came back and, and the NXT landscape has changed. Talks about just different people that have shown up, different t- title changes. And then, of course, at the top of the mountain is um, Kevin Owens. And he says he's sorry he's not there to tell them this face-to-face. But essentially, he's not mentally prepared to be there. Which is why he's walking the streets of Montreal at 2 a.m. Said he came home to get some perspective. Maybe when he comes back, he can, you know, put into words what he wants to do to Kevin Owens. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much it for that one. Did uh, So can I tell you what this reminded me of? Yeah. Um, so when Owens, and the, this is kind of symmetry again, when Owens won the title, or sorry, when Zayn won the title, the locker room came out and lifted him up on their shoulders, a la Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10, right? Mm-hmm. Zayn lost the title in a manner that he wasn't happy with. And like, he went back home and he's walking the streets in a foreign city, like at two in the morning. It reminded me of Bret Hart, that promo, like just a few weeks after WrestleMania 12, that closed out of Monday night raw. Do you remember this at all? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like him. I think it's in Germany. He's like crying, isn't it? it, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But it's just like him kind of by a river and there's a camera and he's just talking about how he's unhappy with losing the match and what he thought was wrong about the match. And he's not ready to come back, but he kind of says like, I take a rematch, you know, just call me up at one in the morning. If you want to, I'll show up. And that's kind of Sami Zayn here. He's, you know, he's distraught. He's despondent. Says I don't really have the words yet, but um, yeah. And that's it. That's it. They both felt lost after losing the title it meant that much to both of them similar starts similar finishes Sami Zayn as a babyface Bret Hart's considered one of the best babyfaces of all time uh Sami Zayn I know didn't have the heights of Bret Hart with the world title but I'd say he's one of the best babyfaces I've ever seen what do you think yeah I think so for sure it's it's definitely up there Cena um I mean, I don't know about Hogan. That's, I guess, a different level. But yeah, it's funny that you mentioned baby face. But yeah, yeah, like this kind of Ricky Morton, like get the crap beat out of you, and the fans just love you even more for for it. Type of good guy. You know, it's funny. Like part of it, I don't know if this is just too um, out there, but like some of stuff that he was doing reminded me of Sean. Yeah. In, in okay. his baby face days, and then also like. Well, it's also like some of the Kevin Owens stuff was reminding me of Sean, um, especially like the just kind of he almost has like a little bit of like weasel sometimes, like not wanting to get in the ring, that kind of stuff where, you know, he's just like messing with the other guy. But then obviously the babyface stuff, Sean was the ultimate get the crap <laughs> beat out of. And <laughs> yes. just keep going. I feel like they both sell really well in that aspect. Like, I don't know, Zane just never looks, he almost looks like just like he's injured, you know, a lot of the times because he's just so good at 
and looking beat up and looking like he's not going to make it another couple minutes. Both of those times he got pinned after those power bombs. I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was gone, you know, cause he just looks that defeated. I think a good comparison for this time frame, if we have any UFC fans listening, would be Forrest Griffin. Oh, yeah. UFC. For sure. like, if Forrest Griffin got punched twice in the face, he would look like he was in an action movie where they just put on just like the perfect kind of makeup to give him a black eye and a puffed cheek and all that. That was his natural reaction to being yeah. in a fight. So yeah. He has that vibe. Yeah. And even it's a really a perfect one because like, him not um, having the belt, you know, for that long, like the NXT one, but also even like the WWE in general, he's just not usually the champion. And Forrest only had it, you know, for a little bit, almost like he just kind of got, um, I don't say lucky, but, you know, had a good day, but overall not there long enough to really be like an all-timer, but still just that rocky underdog guy that that everyone loves. So, yeah. I definitely see that. All right. So anyway, that is our episode one of this Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Josh, is there anything else you want to hit before we kind of wrap things up on this? There was um, something about Zayn. Let me see. I don't know. I think just again, like with that rival match, I don't know. You, you really said it, but we were just talking about performances and, and I just wanted to really highlight <laughs> Zane's performance. Please, yeah. Uh, I just, you know, really what I was just saying. But um, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I don't know. He just impressed me. Like um, Kevin Owens, you know, is like my guy. So I was just on board with anything he does. Uh, but like that thing Sami Zayn did where he, and I couldn't tell, you know, if it was, a botch or whatever, but he like starts to go at Owens, like charge at him to do his terrible finisher. I'm just kidding. Um, you don't like the Haluva kick? I don't. I don't like it. Um, the but running big boot in the corner. It's just weird for like a little guy. Like I don't know. I just feel like he could have done other stuff more exciting. But anyway, he starts to do that and he kind of falters, like just kind of stumbles. And then has to like go back, and I just felt like it was so good. Like it just looked legit. Yeah, he was so beat up that he couldn't like complete the run. <laughs> He's highlighting everything, you know. Like I'm beat up. I'm also like still trying, you know. He still runs after that to, of course, get <laughs> the uh, pop up power bomb. So yeah, I, j- I just thought he really kind of impressed me in that match. So. Sammy Zayn is a good wrestler. That's my hot take, James. <laughs> He's very, very good. There is something on this past Sunday's takeover. If I can make a quick modern comparison, since this will probably come up in the next few days, right? So I, I won't spoil any results, but can I spoil the spot sure. real quick? Oh, you're fine. So the main event's Pete Dunn versus Finn Balor. Pete Dunn does the finger work like he always does. And so Finn Balor does this part where he tries to do the guns and he can't do them because his fingers have essentially been broken, right? Yeah. Like, I've seen people geeking out on that. And, like, every review I've read of this show or have watched of this show on YouTube, everyone's gone out of their way to mention how much they loved Finn Balor trying to do the finger guns and not being able to, like, do it just because <laughs> his fingers are so, like, mangled yeah. from the Pete Dunn thing. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's just it's just like a spot in the middle of the match. You know, he goes to do it, and he's like, Ugh. so yeah. Anyway, that's that Sami Zayn thing. That's what it made me think of. Just it's the little things that, if you're yeah. a long term fan, will make you go. Not the huge flips, not anything like that, but these little character work moments will make you go like, oh, that's perfect. That's so creative. <laughs> and yeah, Zayn man. Zane's great. <laughs> Owens <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> Regal's been great. This is all great so far. I just love like thinking about like them driving in a car, you know, like <laughs> all right, you're gonna be the really big jerk <laughs> and I'll be the really good, you know, underdog guy. It's just <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that this is so good. They had, you know, so many years to plan it and you know fine-tune any kind of stuff like that like the little moments and stuff and it's not like you know two amazing wrestlers that they just threw together and were like here you go like you're gonna have great matches but we'll see with the the rest of the stuff i mean they really you really believe it so that's one of the things where like wwe when they started really pulling heavily from ring of honor from pwg you had these great wrestlers who did have, or from progress who did have a lot of experience. And so it's kind of like the eighties where guys would have been journeymen for years, going through all the territories, going through the NWA, going through the AWA, blah, blah, blah. By the time they get to WWF or New York, as they would call it at the time, it was like they had their character and their character's nuances, like fully fleshed out. Yep. So when it was time, it was like, whoa, this, like, who is Junkyard Dog and where has he been? He's unbelievably charismatic and super funny, can read a crowd like crazy. And it's because he'd been around so long. <laughs> and I, I really feel like not to, you know, pat him on the back too much, but this is why, like, Triple H gets, you know, deserves the credit. Like, because he basically was like, Okay, you guys are really good at X. Go do X, you know, as opposed to you're here now. Let me, you know, make you into whatever random character I want to put you into. And then then you just really have to start from scratch there as opposed to just building off years of experience. Um, I kind of wonder, you know, with that juice match, you know, if that's what happened to him um, and he didn't stay there because he was given some random other gimmick and or you know maybe it's just he was inexperienced and whatever but um you know kevin owens and sammy zane pretty much doing what they were doing ring of honor and it and it just works so yeah dude well said well said (sighs) all right well we did it james we made a podcast Yes, it we it took us about a month, I think, to get to this point of recording this one. Um, so yeah, I hopefully hopefully not that long to get to the next one. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Hope you're all having a good week. Three things you can count on in life when you're troubled in these hard times. Remember that there will always be death, always be taxes, and always and be, always be Randy Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you next time.